Hello friends, Michael from Hannigan Media, and I am lucky enough to be in the office of TVCC head football coach Hoteed. How you doing, coach? Well, it's March and we're playing football, so it's it, it's good. It's a good thing. Well, but you're playing with like pads and everything. This is not this is not just some out on the practice field checking out the recruits. This is the real deal. We are just a little more than a week away from the first game. Is this the 2021 season? This is the COVID 2020 season played in the spring of 2021. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. And it kicks off. Okay. We're going to kick off next Saturday in Miami, Oklahoma with NEO, a, um, you know, a perennial rivalry, a conference game. So we're jumping right into this. Before we get into that, I just want to set up the reason you're doing this, COVID, last year? Yeah, so, you know, back in the middle of COVID, you know, um, what, spring break, which we're on right now. So, um, Trinity Valley, we decided not to come back, you know, after spring break last year. So, uh, we were just getting geared up for spring football. So, a lot of us, we had some newcomers then, some guys um, that we were looking forward to seeing what they had, you know, that spring. And... Kind of went online the rest of the semester. You know, you go through the summer. Um, our guys are getting ready to report here for summer school in July, getting ready for the fall of 2020 football season, and, and JCAA comes out in July. We're going to move the football season to the spring so we can guarantee we have a football season. Well, so that delays everything all fall, kind of going through all the COVID restrictions and everything, so... Um, Obviously, my guys are here to get an associate's degree, get an education, and get re-recruited move on. So we've had some guys move on, and now, hey, it's the spring, and we're fixing to play football. Now, I'm just curious because um, I guess I never – I'm assuming you have two football seasons in 2021. We will. We will actually um, – you know, we start in a week, uh, March 27th up in Miami, and we're going to play an eight-game schedule this year um, if – we're fortunate enough, which, you know, I think it's everybody's goal and hopes to be playing in the bowl games, playing for a national title, those things. That's the first week of June. And then we're going to turn around August 1. And start the 2020 And start season. looking for the fall 2020 season. Outstanding. Yes. All right. So, and again, you're talking about eight-game season instead of ten. So, um, we've taken some of those games out. You have, it's, when you hit the field for the first time, Next week, uh, up in Miami, your team's got to be ready to go. We got to be ready to go, and it's going to be a very good Miami team. I mean, they're going to, um, you know, they've been very good defensively the last few years. Um, they've um, their defensive coordinator, who has been very successful there, is now their head coach. So they're going to be very good on defense. Um, offensively, is kind of an unknown because we don't have any tape on them, don't have any film on them. Um, they've kind of um, had a turnover on their offensive side of, of their staff, so um, it's it's going to you know early on it's going to be a little feel it out and see who they are, and they're going to be seeing who we are, and um, and there's going to be a football game being played at the same time. Okay, so for you, one of the nice things you just talked about what's going on with NEO, 
in in their um, in their coaching staff for you. One of the nice things about having to deal with this kind of situation is stability in the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've uh, very fortunate enough right now. I mean, um, heck, six of our seven coaches are are back again, so we've we've had some time together and. And we've been very blessed and fortunate here at Training Valley the last many years to have a very um, cohesive group of coaches. Yeah, and that consistency is going to help your players, going to help everything that goes along. Um, now, the other side of that is, like you said, uh, uh, we're not sure what NEO is uh, on offense because it's all new. We kind of have an idea of what the Cardinals want to do on offense and on defense. What I don't know is who's going to be doing it. So let's go offensively and tell me a little bit about what your offense looks like right now. Well, and up front, um, you know, we feel really good about our offensive line. We got some guys back that's, you know, that came back this spring that had an opportunity to leave, you know, um, this previous fall. Um, then we had, but we didn't lose some guys to Division One. We had three all Division One tackles that left our program last year, so trying to replace some of those guys. So uh, we've we've got a got a good mixture uh, on the offensive line. Um, it's just, I think it's going to be with us was as everybody else this spring. I don't know if any of us is going to be real deep at any position, because most of the guys that had an opportunity to leave after last fall did and transferred on. So up front, you know, we've got a couple of. Um, we got three starters back from a year ago, so we, we feel good there. We added a couple of new kids, so all up front we feel really good. I think we're really deep at the running back position. Uh, we've got several guys back. We've had one addition that came to us last fall. Um, so we've got um, a few running backs back from last year. Cordrick Dunn's back, who carried the ball quite a bit for us. Uh, Zion Hester um, had a couple of really good games before he got injured in the fall of 19, so he's fully back now. Um, Andrew Henry's a running back with us who's actually already signed on sign day with ULM over in Monroe so he'll play this spring season with us and then transfer on he'll graduate in May so uh, and we and the list goes on we've got a couple other running backs that just keeps going on um, our quarterback room uh, is really deep um, I feel really good about the guys we got some great kids we got some athletes we got some just ball players in that room um, I've got seven quarterbacks right now in that room and we have yet to name a starter, but I feel that we're we're three, four deep right now, and the guys are just coming on. Um, the guy that might be six or seventh on the depth chart right now, I mean, just as the season goes on, he could be fighting for the number one job. Um, we I feel really good about that room. Like those guys are good. They're they're handling the situation really well, and they're playing well right now, competing on a daily basis. Um, you know, receiver. Um, we got to stay healthy in that position. Um, we've got a couple guys that are really, really good ball players. Um, we're just trying to make sure we can keep from battling injuries and stay healthy at that position. Um, you know, um, we lost some guys at that semester, some guys transferred on. Um, we're probably deeper at tight end than we've been in a few years because we've gotten a guy back. We've got a guy that transferred in. We've got a guy that's returning for another, you know, his last semester with us. So feeling really good uh, right now um, about our offense. 
Okay, so from what I've seen in the past, one of the things I know uh, TVCC is known for, you're known for, is rolling in wide receivers and rolling in guys, keeping everybody fresh, giving everybody a chance to play. It keeps everybody engaged, keeps the other team on its on its toes. But it sounds like to me maybe you're a little less deep at the wide receiver yeah, position um, than you have been. and that's the thing. We may be in some different formations than we have been in the past just because of what our personnel is. And, you know, junior college level, there's it, you have constant turnover. Right. Constant turnover sure. of guys coming here, taking care of their business, getting re-recruited, moving on. And um, so you, you, you have turnover. Now, on this COVID year, when you hadn't played since 19, yeah. and this is the spring of 21, there's been some turnover. And... Um, you know, like I said, we're a lot deeper at tight end and running back than we are right now at receiver. And so there may be more two-back sets or more sets with the tight end in the game or two tight ends. And But um, but that's the that's the, that's the beauty that, of what we do, though. Right. It's very interchangeable. And, and we're going to put, you know, the players out there, no matter what position they play, the, the best puts us in a, in a good situation. Yeah, that is the beauty of that, that spread offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think everybody thinks – Spread offense, it's all about, you know, getting the ball out to wide receivers. But the way I understand it's it, it's about, athletes. it's about spreading the defense out horizontally so that you can attack with the mismatches. And if you've got mismatches at the running back and the tight end position, man, you can really work the middle of the field. Yeah, we hope so. <laughs> at least that's the plan. That is. Yeah. Don't worry, coach. Enio's not listening. <laughs> Um, all right, so on defense, uh, what what can we look for out of uh, out of our defense this year? Well, um, you know, same type thing as we're going to be flying around. Um, you know, we're going to bring pressure. We're going to play um, get after a ball on the defense side of the ball. Um, tell you what, literally looking forward to seeing these guys go out and play. I mean, they've been getting after us on the offensive side of the ball um, in practice. They've been playing well. Um, you know, kind of one of those veteran groups, if you would, is back at our linebacker position. Um, didn't really lose a lot of backers after the last football season. So, um, Jacob Berry, um, Jaden Ward, um, Tanner Corson, we've got several guys that are back uh, that's been here in our program that um, we expect good and big things from those guys this year. Um, it's good to have those guys back, just kind of a veteran group at that position right now. Um, the front D line, I think we got some guys that are playing really well at the tackle position. It's going to be able to be good run stoppers, penetration, and we got some good edge rushers on the defensive ends position. So really well there. Um, we're really we got a lot of dudes right now here. We're fortunate enough to have several in the secondary. Um, we're deep, I think, at the secondary position, but um, a lot of. Um, Unknown still. Um, still got a lot of guys battling. Um, we've got several guys at corner and several at safety, um, but we did lose a lot of guys the previous year that were sophomores. So we're really young. We are deep, but we're really young in the secondary. Um, and that's one of those places where the consistency <clears throat> and the coaching staff helps. Coach Reed, been the DC, been your DC all along. Well, we got a veteran, you know, safety back there. And Ian Massey is kind of the the long, the one holdover guy that's been here with us for a little bit longer than the rest of the guys, and so he's kind of running the ship back there. Well, know, if you're going to have somebody be a holdover, someone like yeah. that is what you want because you want to be able. I mean, you. Number one is make sure you got lined up. That's it. And you gotta get lined up. And somebody who's a veteran in the backfield that can do that for you is a big help. You know, I'm interested um, in the evolution of the game. You know, because it seems like it goes and ebbs and flows and things like that. And 
you talked about having uh, being heavy at running back, being heavy at at tight end, and also being strong on the defensive side at the linebacker position. Have you seen a tendency for teams to try and work that middle of the field on that second level more these well, days rather to, than try to get it outside the numbers? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Those corners are getting longer. You know, I mean, it's, yeah. everything's, you know, those guys are, it's the, the way the game's being called, the way it's, you know, being played, it's just changing and changing because, you know, people talk about height and length and all this on the outside. Well, the receiver's got to continue to get bigger because the, the corners continue to get right. bigger. You get a those, 6'2 you know, guy, you get a 6'2 guy on the outside who can cover and, you know, he can take away a lot. And, you know, speed is obviously a factor. You know, the, the, the days of playing with the old school just Mike linebacker that he did nothing but, you know, play the run in the tackle box. You know, he stayed right there and he was a run stopper. Well, with offenses and speed and things like that, I mean, you've got to cover a guy. you got to cover a running back. you got to, uh, out of the backfield, you got to cover a tight end and on pass routes and stuff. So that just old school type of uh, middle linebacker is, is almost not existing anymore. You know? Yeah, they're, they're like crosses between a linebacker and a safety. They're more safety, yeah, than yeah. playing the linebacker position and, because they can run. Right, right. Uh, yeah, and they have to be able to cover because – um, from what I've seen too, is a lot of uh, a lot of the route concepts are looking at those like shallow crosses, anything like that. Those little <laughs> those little pass off routes in the middle of the field makes it an easy read right in front of the quarterback and puts those linebackers under stress. Yep, can they tackle in the open field? Yeah, yeah, because of a short pass, a screen, a bubble becomes a big hitter really quick if someone misses a tackle, which is yeah. why all this is important. Right, tell us about your uh, special teams. Tell you what, um, Chris Esqueda is, um, was our kickoff guy last year when we had um, Eddie Godina, who's you know set a lot of records at the NJCAA level, our conference, our school. Um, Chris was here with him, and um, I tell you what, Eddie has rubbed off a lot, just the work ethic, a guy that came to the weight room and um, as over a year as, as a kicker, I mean, he lived in the weight room and, and just continued to improve himself every year, uh, which allowed him to move on and sign into Division One school. Um, Chris is here. Um, he's kind of taken over our kick um, kicking duties as our right now. He's our best punter and he's our best field goal guy. Um, but he's he's kind of trained. You know, he had a good mentor in Eddie Godina, and he's uh, I expect really good things out of Chris. And I think Chris has the opportunity to best to be the best kicker we've had here. All right. So, as we get ready to wrap this up, we have a lot of people. Like, uh, there are a lot of Cardinal fans, but it always surprises me to find out how many people don't understand uh, just how good NJCAA football is, just how good this conference is. Talk to me for a second about coaching in this conference and the quality of play that you see from this conference. Well, there's no days off. I mean, there's, you know, there's no, like, we'll just circle this game of, hey, that's a win. I mean, it just, it doesn't happen here. Um, it's a dogfight. It's, it's a battle week in and week out because, you know, every school in our conference is, has got players that do a good job recruiting. There's the state of Texas. We've got really good athletes. We've got really good football players here. The high school football 
obviously goes back to the high school coaches and, and the things that they do of continue putting out athletes and, and kids that uh, want to go play and um, the opportunity that well, what the junior colleges here can do. But there's no day off. And, you know, even maybe some teams that's been maybe towards the end of the, or the bottom of our conference or last year are getting better every year. And um, it's there's no one team that you say, oh, I want to go face them this week. It's just, hey, who's ever's next? And let's go put a game plan together and let's go let our guys play. Well, and with it being a two-year school, it changes. I, yeah, I mean, you can you can go from the bottom to the top in a year with you no can. problem. Um, talk about how many players from this conference go on to play big-time D1 football. Yeah, it's, you know, shoot, um, you're probably pushing – a hundred kids every year. I mean, you know, of everybody, um, we're we're typically in the mid twenties to upper twenties on Division One signees every year. You know, if if the other teams that are if they're you know in the double digits and you know you're pushing seventy five Division One guys to to a hundred Division One guys each year. I'm just coming out of our our teams here in Texas and the one in Oklahoma and the one in New Mexico. It's amazing that uh, this kind of football is available to people, and they. Uh, I would love to see more people. Come out to see our games, watch the Cardinals play Bruce Field. Not this first game. First game we're going to be in Northeast uh, Oklahoma for the Golden Norsemen um, kick off the conference season. Coach, I want to say thank you for letting us in for a few minutes, and we are looking forward to a great season. Well, this is hopefully the first of many. We'll see you soon.